Here we go. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia. On Rock Radio UK, the Blues Channel, you are now live from the Midnight Circus. This is Lahamadou, and I've got a great show for you today. Today, our featured artist is Lauren Glick. She's got a brand new release out. We'll be listening to tracks from that. And of course, we'll be talking with Lauren at the top of the hour. Now, this is the voice of Indie Blues. This is the show that brings you nothing but currently touring artists who are out there creating new original music rooted in the blues. We embrace the diversity of music that always has and still is being created from those roots. Now, if you get a chance, stop by our website at makingascene.org. We got some great articles, CD reviews, artist interviews, and so much more. And you can vote in the Independent Blues Awards and support your favorite artist. In the meantime, I have got some great new music I know you're going to love. And some new artists I can't wait to introduce you to. And of course, I aim to misbehave. Wondering why I couldn't make 
to enter the witness protection plan.
cool breeze smell the roses watch the sunset glow hold my baby close hear the night owl see the sunrise but I'm a prisoner prisoner in paradise
Christian woman She'll make you feel so mad She ain't nothing but a lowdown Voodoo woman Lowdown voodoo woman
What can I do to ease your trouble?
just a lover who's full of lust Don't get me wrong now, I'll give it back My love will hit you like a Cadillac Like a Cadillac
pig and my men. I try to be careful, but I never can win. What seems like a winner turns into a dud. Romance is out the window, now I'm gonna run. Mud in his face for a bad trip. Mud in his face, was I beaten with a whip? Mud in his face, I think I must slip. was used. The question should be, who used who? We took it to the limit with no plan in sight, but he messed with my feelings. Now I'm gonna fight rub mud in his face for a bad trip. Mud in his face, was I beaten with a whip? Mud in his face, I think I must slipped up somehow again, again. Regard for nobody else. He thinks it's so easy. Was he looking for the signs? He better be careful. Always gonna find mud in his face for a back trip. Mud in his face was I beaten with a whip. Mud in his face, I think I must have slipped up somehow again.
anything. I don't care if you're talking about Formosa. This is Ralph. I bought your tractor. I'm having a problem. Your tires are falling off. Ain't did you no good. Give me a call. You better come on up there. By the, I'm going to meet you out there with the tractor. I'll see you at the Olympus-sized swimming pool. I can move you fine Chinese. Hey, it's Ralph. I'm the guy who bought your tractor. Why don't you give me a call? 796-849384. Give me a call. It's Ralph. artist or a fan that loves them, makingascene.org is the place for you. For the music fan, we bring you in-depth interviews and CD reviews from artists who are on the cutting edge of original music. For the independent artist, we bring you articles on music business, recording techniques, gear reviews, and interviews with industry professionals that give you real-world information to help you negotiate the new realities in the music industry and give you the tools you need to move your career to the next level. We bring you new content every day. Makingascene.org is the number one resource for the independent artists and the fans that love them. Head on over and become part of the Indie Revolution. And now, here's an indie blues double shot from our featured artist today, Lauren Glick. And stay tuned for that interview. It comes up right after these songs. 
Lauren Glick from her brand new release, and we got Lauren on the line right now. Hey, Lauren, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Now, this is the first time you've been on our show, and we always like to give our fans an opportunity to get to know an artist. And the best way to do that is through your journey, through the story. So give us the story of Lauren Glick. Okay. Once upon a time. <laughs> no. Um, the story began really when I was about 10 years old, and I really was interested in um, more of uh, Broadway-style singing. Um, for instance, the show Annie, because I was a 10-year-old girl, and Annie, Little Orphan Annie, it was a 10-year-old girl, and I, I, I felt very, very comfortable singing um, the songs from the show. And didn't do a whole lot with it because I was kind of a shy kind of kid. And and then in high school, did a couple little shows, but nothing major. When I got real interested in music was um, when I was about to graduate high school. Uh, and I was very fortunate to be sent to Berklee College of Music in Boston, where I met some incredible musicians and uh, started playing the bass guitar. I love the bass guitar. Um, and just just really, really started a little bit later, I think, um, in life, but uh, started writing then, um, you know, when I was at Berkeley, and just, like I said, met some great musicians and was very challenged with uh, um, different kinds of music at Berkeley. Okay. Now, um, let's talk a little bit about the new release. When you were putting this together, what was your goal for this? Well, my goal is to reach as many people as I possibly can. This um, record is very, very soulful, and it's got some really neat messages, beginning with uh, writing during coronavirus. Uh, a lot of um, messages about hitting the reset button and starting kind of the world over, looking at an overview of the world in a new light and a positive light. And I'm uh, very, very excited about um, getting it out there so lots of people can, can, can love it and listen to it. Okay. Now, um, let's talk about you as a songwriter. You know, every songwriter has their process, their a way of tapping into their muse. When you sit down to begin that, you know, writing, what is your mechanism that allows you to tap into the muse? Well, usually I'm laying down <laughs> because I write in the middle of the night. I hear something in my head and I'll get up and use my little, you know, voice memo on the phone and get some kind of an idea. And then I just kind of graduate that idea into lyrics and music. And people have asked me before, what do you write first, the lyrics or the music? And, and really, they both kind of come together, together at the same time. It's really weird. And then, of course, the song is a newborn, and words get changed, words get crossed out. Um, you know, I may share it with the band that I'm playing with, and they say, well, we like this part here first. So like an arrangement type thing. So it's really not a graduating to a full song until it's totally, you know, kind of passed all the, all the tests for me, you know, lyrics, the melody, um, and then the arrangement. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about um, melody. Um, 
you know, a lot of writers like to work off a chord structure or even just a groove. What's kind of your go-to when you start discovering melodies? The piano. So I said earlier I, I'm a bass player by trade, but uh, I also write my music on piano. And I just sit down at the piano and just kind of like tinkle around, play certain chords, just get an idea of the modality of the whole piece and the melody. And then that's, that's kind of how I start writing. Um, there are a few songs that I've written just playing the bass line and kind of getting a groove first. But to be honest with you, uh, I do write more. I, I would say 90% of the time I'm writing more of the melody and then the groove comes after that. Okay. Now, um, let's talk a little bit about the tools in your toolkit. Now, you had mentioned that, uh, you know, you, you use your voice recorder to kind of capture those ideas. But what are some of the tools that you've discovered that technology has brought your way that you find indispensable when you sit down the right? Well, I also own a PreSonus, um, like, uh, little recorder that goes, you know, on the computer so I can layer. So the voice memo, obviously, you can't really layer with that as far as I know. So that's just a nice basic idea or a nice way to get your idea. And then I go to the PreSonus and I can record, like, the piano and then maybe I'll record the vocals, and then I can get an idea of the backup vocals, because backup vocals to me are really a very big thing that make the song shine. And I have a very bluesy certain style of backup vocals that I really, really love to kind of enhance in the song, so that's what I do. Like I said, I, I can't really, um, with the with the little voice memo, you can't really do all that. So it's just a graduation, and that's basically what I use. That's it. Okay. Now, um, every songwriter gets to that point where they have to put that pen down. They got to move the song from the writing phase into production. Give it to the to the band. Give it to the producer. And it still evolves. It still changes. I mean, even if you go out and play it, you know, it still has. Uh, a malleable um, aspect up to it but you got to make that call that it's ready to go it's ready to bring into the studio or at least bring it to the band what do you do to determine that moment in the song's life uh well you mean when it when i go in when it's ready is that what you're asking me what, well, how do i know yeah, it's ready when you, when you say okay i'm done with the writing phase of this it's now <laughs> we need to arrange it we need to give it to the band to to the producer we've got to you know and it still becomes malleable you know and, and changes but your initial writing phase is done how do you determine that you know i'm gonna say that's a very good question <laughs> Um, I think uh, how I determine that is after I've been practicing shedding it on my own, then I take it to the band, and after we're really comfortable, you know, it, it, it sits well, the rhythm is there, um, everything is really, really tight, then that's, that's the time to take it into the studio. Okay. Now, um, let's talk a little bit about going into the studio. Um, Every artist has their way of capturing their sound and working in that environment. 
you know, because having a good song, that only gives you something to say. It's identity, and the identity of the artist is created in that environment, that studio environment. It's another um, creative process. When you get into the studio, what do you like to do to kind of help you capture your sound? Uh, so we recorded, this is kind of cool, but we recorded a, a cozy recording studios, and their whole objective is to make it cozy and just kind of like, you know, dim lights and just mellow. <laughs> so when we get in that mode in that particular studio, and of course I've recorded in many studios, but this particular album, Lush, was recorded there, um, it's just that kind of like uh, everybody just needs to be relaxed, because if you're uptight and tense and this music is not going to come across your audience is also going to be tense so we're just very relaxed um we're all very close friends we laugh you know we eat <laughs> we eat a lot um and we just have a good time you know just have a good time and make it creative and and open your mind to other people's ideas um matt van gasbeck is an incredible producer and sunny arch arch arrow Arrow, Sonny Arrow, also helped with some really neat ideas. And, you know, if somebody has a good idea, get out of that mindset that, oh, no, this is my song and nobody's going to help me create. You know, open your mind up and let other people kind of come up with some, some neat ideas. And, and that's what it's all about. It's really just a teamwork, in my opinion. Okay. Now, let's talk a little bit about the lineup on this. Who's playing on it? So Bobby Malaby is the drummer, and he is um, excellent, an incredible drummer from the Ocean City, Maryland area. He plays in one of the biggest bands down here. Of course, it's just a cover band, but they do really well. Um, they, they sell ma massive amounts of tickets and pack the places, every place they play. And um, my um, manager actually picked him, <laughs> like a needle in a haystack, and um, asked if I would be willing to work with him. And I was like, absolutely, he's an incredible drummer. And then he wanted to kind of keep it small, so Bobby himself asked his son to play guitar, and that gave it like a, a young, fresh, you know, uh, new sound. And his name is Scott Malaby, and that's the core of this project. Since we've been working together, Scott has brought in a guy named Chris Chandler, who's an incredible guitarist and bassist as well. And then we had some backup singers, because like I told you, um, I really, really respect the fact that the backups are very important in a band. And uh, we have a girl, Sarah Mitchell, um, that's singing with us, backups. And she's incredible. She also plays the flute, which gives it a neat sound on some of the songs. So that's where we are, yeah, with musicians. I'm very, very fortunate to be playing with these guys. They're just incredible. Okay. Now, um, let's talk about getting it out there. Um, you have to, of course, create your team and get it to radio you need to get it to press you got to create the buzz and you're working with larry k from night train pr uh tell me a little bit about that relationship oh larry is very very intelligent he's just great and he's very funny too and uh and i think you know larry actually came to me <laughs> believe it or not and and uh, I guess saw the album was coming out and saw it was kind of bluesy and soulful. 
and approached me to see if we'd want to work with him. And we, you know, heard his spiel. And uh, we checked out some other musicians that he's helped. And I actually reached out myself to some of the musicians that he's helped. And uh, they said he does a great job. So we went with him. And, uh, you know, we talked to him a couple times a week. We checked the charts together. We, you know, he asked them. He builds, um, he's trying to build a, some more interviews and uh he's just a really really resourceful uh, he knows a lot of people in the business i know so i really i've really enjoyed working with him okay now um let's talk a little bit about the industry um over the last 20 years i mean you know the the digital revolution has redefined the industry several times and the elephant in the room now is that the consumer has embraced streaming as a way to consume music. Unfortunately, um, the consumer no longer looks at recorded music as a product anymore. It's now a service. It's a complete shift in perception. You know, they, they bring up their phone. They, can, they hear about an artist. They can look them up, listen to everything that artist has done. And, you know, add them to their playlist for less than the cost of a CD once a month. So how has this shift in perception affected you as an artist? Well, I think that um, my big thing is performance, okay? You can listen to a CD all you want, and, and you can get the vibe, and you can get the, you can get the gist of the words and everything. But really, live performance is where I'm at. So it has affected me a little bit because I feel that there's not as much live performance anymore. People are just streaming and like you said, buying buying albums for 99 cents or whatever. And uh, it's really kind of affected the artist in the way that it's all about the number. Like, it's like how many numbers you have. It's not really about seeing people's faces and, and being in their face and really making a difference uh, performing on stage. Uh, it's just it's it has affected me definitely okay well you know and one of the things i think that a lot of musicians have um bemoaned about streaming you know is the fact that there is a lack of revenue coming from the streaming services they're not really compensating uh, artists the way they should be um, the big record companies went in, they made their own deal with Spotify and Pandora and all these streaming services and really left a smaller section of the pie open for the independent artists who, let's face it, make up the bulk of what <coughs> content there is up on the streaming platforms. <clears throat> and this is not sustainable. I mean, let's face it, the, the whole idea of not paying artists for their recorded work has really diminished the industry's middle class as well as hurt the recording industry, the studios, the session guys, the producers, the engineers. What do you think needs to happen to kind of right that ship? Oh, I wish we could go back to the old days. <laughs> yeah, we well, could, I know, think we're more. going back. Yeah, no. Um, I, I don't know. All I know is that you know you make a point zero zero four cents every time your song is streamed, and you're right. Uh, we're not getting rich <laughs> today. Maybe tomorrow, but um, uh, I, I really don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I guess selling more merchandise. Uh, I guess merchandise is where you make your money. 
and like I said, you know, continuing to try to play as many shows as you can, showcases. Um, I don't think things are going to change. Do you? (laughs) Well, you know, I've always told young artists, you know, when they ask me about you know, the industry, how do you make it in the music industry? And I always tell them, look, if you're, if you're not spending more time in the van than you are on stage, you're doing something wrong. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know, being on the road is the job of musician, you know, going on the road. I mean, you know, I, I've spoken to B.B. King, who did, you know, like 300 dates a year, almost to the day he passed. Um, you know, it was, it's the lifestyle of, of being a musician. So, you know, it, it's part and parcel of what you have to do. Um, but one of the things that I noticed is that when the pandemic hit and touring was shut down, a lot of artists went on to the Internet and started to create content whether it was live streaming or music videos or just showing them cooking dinner, you know, or, you know, uh, doing things that, you know, that they normally do throughout their life. The fans really gravitated towards that. You know, we've been in this world of reality shows for over 25, 30 years now. And the fan base and the public is really acclimated to that kind of mentality. And a lot of uh, independent artists are starting to pick up on that and kind of giving their fans that behind-the-scenes look at their world. Uh, Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you're doing in the world of content creation and social media marketing that's helping you create your brand? Well, when coronavirus uh, started and, and all the bars here were shutting down, I had to do something. So uh, I saw other musicians online creating these little, you know, coffee shop shows or, or you know, grab a, grab, grab a drink and listen to me for an hour. And I said, hmm, that's not a bad idea because I have a grand piano in my home and I'll just start playing the piano and I'll set, can you hear me? And I'll set up... Uh, did you miss me? Um, somebody called. No, <laughs> Can I you hear you. me? I got you. Okay. Um, so basically, what happened was I said, "Oh, I'm on. I'm on that train." So I started um, creating uh, shows, uh, and I would, I would, um, you know, kind of like just do like anything that anybody wanted to hear. It was kind of an all request hour, and I, I, I really built my fan base up. So I, you know, even a coronavirus was a negative thing, obviously, you know, nobody wants anybody to get sick or anything. But for me, it was very, very powerful as a musician because I built my fan base and I didn't just have my fans here, you know, where I mostly play in Ocean City, Maryland. I I built a fan base all over the world. And to this day, I still, you know, love to perform online. It's a little bit different because now people are starting to get out and we live in a beach resort. But um, but it was it was an amazing amazing tool to go Facetime, uh, Facebook Live, not Facetime, Facebook Live, and do these shows. It was just really really fun. Okay. Um, Ricky, I'd I'd like to say something. Um, I'm Nancy, one of uh, Lauren's managers, hi, and we Nancy. were newly. Hi, how are you? We we newly moved here to uh, Ocean City, and we didn't know anybody two weeks before COVID hit. And we had actually seen Lauren play like a week after we were here. 
and we found her on Facebook, and we watched all of her shows all during COVID. And then afterwards, when things started opening up, is when we finally met her because we kept following her around. And we ended up being her manager because we were so impressed with her music. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, great. <laughs> Thank you. Now, That's true, right? Now, you know, I, I, I really appreciate you guys coming on the show and, and talking with us. And um, we're going to give everyone out there a double shot from your new release. Um, you guys are going to love this. You know what? Turn it up loud. Screw the dance. We're going to have some fun tonight. Mm-hmm. I love the sound of the rain Where they keep us sane Where they wash away the pain I love the sound of the rain Where they clear my mind Where they keep everybody sane
Whether you're an independent artist or a fan that loves them, makingascene.org is the place for you. For the music fan, we bring you in-depth interviews and CD reviews from artists who are on the cutting edge of original music. For the independent artist, we bring you articles on music business, recording techniques, gear reviews, and interviews with industry professionals that give you real-world information to help you negotiate the new realities in the music industry and give you the tools you need to move your career to the next level. We bring you new content every day. Makingascene.org is the number one resource for the independent artists and the fans that love them. Head on over and become part of the Indie Revolution.
To have that life, man, what I wouldn't give I ain't looking for trouble, trouble know where I live Used to travel far to make a name for myself Now my reputation don't need no more help To have that life, man, what I wouldn't give I ain't looking for trouble, trouble know where I live
moment you realize, how could there possibly be this many blues?
you realize how could there possibly be this many blues Let me go where the wind blows. 
preceding program was recorded earlier, so the producer and cast didn't have to walk home in the dark.
Here's the blues scale. Now you sing it with me. Breathe. Now let's try it like this. Low, low, 
sinking low. Low. We keep sinking low. Low. These days we're always in a fight and we never win. Everybody throwing blows and it never ends. The world has way more than enough to satisfy all needs. But still everybody fights and everybody bleeds. Drowning in the noise, surrounded by the darkness. Thank you. 
ever visit my city and think, think this easy? No, you're dead wrong. The home of the red bones. Got shorty recording, re- recording with a cell phone. Shout out to Uncle Lou. Shout out to Benny Blue. Shout out to Trent Daddy. Shout out to Piccolo. Shout out to Rose. Shout out to Bob Green. Shout out to JT. They call me Buster Fred. Sunshine State, brutal for waters. But on the other side of the bridge, Shepherds and Paulus. Red to go key. Rollies and Cuban Link. Work in the day county, the city that don't sleep. No, I do my time and come home. Brother on right on rope. The day daddy's my home. And I'm the king of the throne. What it is, we in here, what the business? Dead shot, left him dead, no forensics.
it that's my show for tonight i hope you enjoyed yourself 
I hope you heard some artists that you didn't know about and enjoyed some artists that you did. And remember, all of these artists that I played on this show are out there right now, touring and creating new original music rooted in the blues. If you want to keep the blues alive, you have to support the artists who are out there creating that new music. Because it is a living art form that is being performed every single night somewhere in the world. So, if you get a chance, stop by our website at makingthescene.org. You can find out about some great new artists and the ones that we played on this show tonight. Add them to your playlist. And you can discover them on our website. So, till next time, this is Lahamadou. Tech, I'm out of here. Baby, just gone away. Doctor, things left on with my friend. I gone, lost my dog, I'm alone. Just fought somebody. I mean, you found it funny. Got knocked in the head, man, by old friends Now lying here, think I'm dead Drink so long Gonna drink for the old damn time Gonna keep back in the sea Till I can handle it See, bombs up to me, they drink for Fill her up, more, 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 more And bombs up I ain't hit the flow Fill her up, more, 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 more And bombs up to me, they drink for I'm the one who leaves work the last Got to pay my bills Got my house off the same I got nowhere, no 